back to Musings of a Flea. I am Flea. This is episode 31 for February 26, 2020. It has been a good couple past days. I mean, I have no complaints. So first of all, my boyfriend has a job prospect for a very rewarding job, and he is currently looking at other options as well, but this first one is very promising. And also... Yesterday, I went to my son's student-led conference at school, which is just the kids showing their parents where they are in school, some of the things they've been working on, uh, showing their reading skills, their math skills, stuff like that. And I was approached by his teacher, and she was like, I have something to ask you. And my instinct is usually, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) But she said, I was wondering how you would feel about me nominating him for the GT test or the gifted and talented test. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I would love that. And her concern was that, you know, he has trouble focusing sometimes. And so she asked me to run it by him and we'd figure out if this is something that we can do. And so I talked to him about it. I explained what it was. I stressed the fact that this is something he would have to really focus on and try to do his best on. I couldn't just get bored with it and write whatever he feels like, like sometimes he tends to do. And so he seemed pretty receptive to it, and I tried to hype it up and make it sound like this is a good thing that you would be taking a test, because that's not always the greatest thing that an ADHD child likes to hear. (laughs) And so that was a great thing that happened yesterday. Another great thing that happened yesterday, last night was our Active Minds meeting, That's the college organization that deals with fighting the stigma of mental illness and promoting emotional well-being. Well, I got there a couple minutes late because traffic was terrible. And whenever I got into the meeting, everyone's like, hey, there she is. And I'm like, oh, people usually aren't this excited when somebody comes in a little bit late. And they're like, there's our stigma fighter of the month. And I'm like, what? So what happened is um, every month they nominate someone that they feel has contributed to the organization in a great way. And so I got a certificate and I got a gift bag that had a Starbucks gift card, a t-shirt, and candy. And I am just honored and happy and surprised. So it's something to add to the resume and it makes me feel like I'm doing what I should be doing. You know, diving into my passions, pursuing things that really fit me. And that leads to my next thing, which is the application to that job that I talked about last week. And I am still coming down from my bundle of nerves because I just had a phone interview for that behavior analysis for children on the autism spectrum. It wasn't so much an interview, but kind of like getting to know me where I'm at right now, that kind of thing. Because I did meet them at a job fair on campus And they were asking about my availability. Well, long story short, what it came down to is that I do have one class that I do have to go on campus for Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that wouldn't really work with the schedule that they had wanted. And so what she did is she put my application on hold and said to email her as soon as my semester ends and so I can see where my next semester lies. And so what I'm starting to gather in my head here is that I need to decide the priority. Is it finishing school as soon as I can? Or is it a career? 
especially one that seems like it would bring me joy. Working with children, tapping into their full potential. I mean, this is what I am as a mother. What if I got paid to do it? (laughs) So I also need to think about, am I more passionate about technology or am I more passionate about helping people reach their full potential? Well, I already know the answer and that's what terrifies me because this is not in the plan. The plan was software developer. But now I am wondering if I should, at the end of the semester, email back, see about getting this full-time job, and if I get hired, just take part-time classes to finish out my psychology degree online. Now you may be wondering, now Flea, I thought you wanted to be a software developer. (laughs) Well, the whole reason behind me even wanting to do software development instead of therapy is, one... I would like to make a lot of moolah. (laughs) And because number two, I had decided I wanted a more cold job working with machines and less working with people because I felt it would drain me of my empathetic energy and just have me exhausted and crying all the time. But why is that? If you recall, I originally wanted to be a music therapist back in 2007. And music therapists deal with what? children, and the elderly, but the focus was on people with special needs, right? Well, what transformed that into wanting to work with computers? Well, I already said money, but second, I developed social anxiety. I also found myself in situations where I felt people were taking advantage of me because I didn't know how to speak up. I didn't know how to be assertive. So I believe a combination of my anxiety and of just not standing up for myself kind of made me jaded toward offering my services, if that makes sense. The ability to analyze, to help people, because I hadn't learned how to help myself first. And so that led to burnout. That led to me not wanting to work with people at all, because then I would just be giving and giving and giving and not receiving. And so somewhere along the road, I decided, forget people. I'm going to focus on computers, technology, Things that don't require sitting and absorbing people's energy to the max. (laughs) Well, I feel that I've come to a place now where my anxiety is not as debilitating anymore. I've been able to recover a bit. I can actually speak to people and not fully absorb their energy. I can help guide. And one of the biggest things that has helped me has been my son. Learning how to work through the academic world with a child with special needs has been crucial in developing tougher skin and demanding what is needed because I can't just avoid people. You know, uh, my kid needs services. He needs help. I have to speak to teachers. I have to speak to therapists. I have to live a human life and not fall back into my social anxiety. So I'm not allowed to do that. You know, I cannot let myself sink back there because if I do my child is going to suffer. And so I absolutely believe that he has been a major contributor to my mental health. Now that's not to say social anxiety can be cured by the need to succeed. That would be a disservice, you know, to that whole realm because the pick yourself up by your bootstraps mentality is not something I believe is effective for mental health recovery. I didn't just get to where I am based on sheer will. I had therapy 
I found medication worked for me. I removed myself from a toxic environment, and that definitely created a safe space for me to nurture certain parts of myself. And so I think the mentality of picking yourself up by your bootstraps can be a little misguiding because if somebody can't, they're going to feel like they don't have what it takes. They're going to feel like, well, I guess I don't deserve to get better because I don't know how to help myself. But no, you need support. You need tools. You need resources. Sometimes it's talking to friends. Sometimes it's Googling therapy near me. Sometimes there are places that offer low cost or sliding scale therapy sessions. That's how I started out. Sometimes it's just mentioning to your doctor how you feel, what goes through your mind, your troubles, your anxieties. Because in my case, my doctor was able to prescribe me anxiety medication. And I thought I was going to have to go through many more hoops to ever get to that point to where somebody will be like, well, try this. No, it was just my doctor. And so just figure out your resources out there. Ask questions. Sometimes you realize you cut corners, you know? And so a lot of gears are moving in my life right now. And the opportunities are presenting themselves. And it's giving me a chance to figure out what direction do I want to go? Like, am I just doing this to say I have done it? Or am I really going to enjoy what I'm doing? Where do I want to see myself? It's that, where do you want to see yourself in five, 10 years? Like really, truly answer it for yourself. I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm about to go get me some breakfast tacos because I'm a firm believer of celebrate good times. Come on. And so I will talk to everybody next week. I, of course, want to thank Sandra Lerche for the use of his song, I Know Something That's Going to Break Your Heart, as the intro and outro to the podcast. And thanks for listening, guys. Love you. Bye-bye.